In this episode, I want to discuss, in a world of scams, how you can determine, based on price, if someone is cheap because they don't know their worth, they don't know what they're doing, maybe they just don't know how to price their services yet, or they're just desperate for money. So we get a lot of people coming at us every day with opportunities. So it's really hard to filter out who is legitimate and who can actually help you from the people that just seem like they might be scammers or just trying to get easy money. So what I suggest, and this happens in bookkeeping so much, where we'll have people come out and offer bookkeeping services for like $99 a month or less even. And from a business owner's perspective, if you're trying to keep your expenses down, like that's really appealing, right? But for that dollar amount, it could be a few things. And so you have to kind of adjust your expectations for what you're going to get. And this is for any industry, not just bookkeeping and accounting. This is in any industry where they're providing you a service and they're really low cost, right? So what you have to think about is what am I getting for this low cost? Am I getting the bare minimum, which is usually the case? Is this an opening price, right? So they bring you in with this like $99 a month type of deal. And then they say, okay, well, since you have XYZ going on in your company, that means that the price is now $500 a month or $800 a month or $1,000 a month. So sometimes it's just a kind of like a way to rope you in, which I'm not knocking. Maybe there are some people that would qualify for $99 a month if they have like one bank account and five transactions per month or something like that. Or just like the very, very minimum, right? No assets, no, nothing, you know, crazy complicated, just very basic and straightforward. The only way to know if those kind of deals are legitimate is to really just give it a shot and be like, hey, what do I get for this $99? Do I get support? A a big thing you want to look at is are they going to actually support you? If you have a question about the services that you're getting, are they going to be able to communicate quickly and efficiently with you? Quickly, meaning like within a day or two, you have a question, you email them um, and they get back to you within 24 to 48 hours, something like that, right? And a lot of these places, if they're charging you $100 or less per month, they're really not going to want to communicate with you that much. They're just going to want to do the bare minimum and move on. And so if you have any questions about, you know, different work that they've done or reports and things like that, basically extra services, they're not going to want to support you unless you start to pay more. So that's something to keep in mind. Is it just a price to bring you in, right? The other thing is we get a lot of people in the service industry that don't quite know how to price their services just yet. So maybe they're just starting out in freelance. Maybe they're not necessarily a beginner, but they're just starting out in the freelance world. So what happens in the freelance world is it's very different than corporate. And so when you price in freelance world, you're thinking, well, my hourly rate in corporate is say $30 an hour. And so freelance, maybe I'm going to offer 45 or $50 an hour or somewhere around what I would get paid hourly at a corporation. Well, the difference is when you're at a corporation, usually you're like a W-2 employee and 
you get benefits. You get, you know, that solid 40 hours a week. You get all these different things that go into it. They take out your taxes, etc. And so when you go into the freelance world, you are now a contractor, which means you have to figure out your own insurance and benefits. You have to figure out your own tax situation. You have to figure out um, any kind of like expenses that you need to do to perform the services. You have to cover those. You have to cover insurance, all these things, right? So because you have to cover all these things, now you have to think more of, well, I I have to get clients at a rate where I can pay my bills, cover my expenses, and still live the way I want to live. And so contractor or freelance rates usually are higher than corporations, but a lot of people don't understand this just starting out. So they'll really like lowball their services. And so that's one thing you've got to look out for and just kind of you'll you'll know based on speaking with them like, "Hey, are you just starting out in freelance? Like what did you do before?" If you ask those kind of questions, you'll get an idea. Okay, they just don't know their worth yet. And so what might happen with those type of scenarios is you'll get someone in and they'll start performing these services and then they realize they weigh underpriced, right, for their services. And so then what happens is if they underprice too much, they start to do more work than they originally anticipated for that lower amount of money and they're realizing this isn't a good situation for me, they start to become resentful. So if that price doesn't get adjusted to account for all of the things that they have to now be responsible for, then that will damage the relationship. So part of it is as a business owner, understanding when you're getting a contractor that's in this type of space where they're just starting out as a freelancer so maybe they're underpricing a little bit as a business owner maybe you don't want to shoot your shoot yourself in the foot you want to take them on at that lower rate because that's better for you and you know hey go for it if they're offering a certain rate and you know maybe they can charge you more but they're not That's not on you, but what is on you is the expectation that if they come back in a month or two months and say, hey, I have to raise my rates, not to be surprised and not to allow that to affect your relationship because you kind of know it going in. Like this person is basically underpricing. I'm getting a deal, so I'm not going to say no to getting a deal, but this person could very well raise the price later or if the price doesn't get raised or if I you know dispute the the price being raised then it could hurt our business relationship and it will what will happen is that service provider will start to get resentful of the situation and eventually they'll either sabotage the work sabotage the relationship or just be completely like just completely cut off the relationship suddenly. So you have to be very careful going into these contractor relationships because it could be any of these situations, right? And as a person, like we're all human, we're all learning as we go. And so coming from corporate going into freelance world, you've got to understand that about the switch. That switch in the beginning can be very difficult for people to understand and manage. And so as a business owner, just keep that in mind. You could have that type of contractor. And so then keep in mind, okay, there this 
could potentially, you know, maybe be double the rate in a month or in two months or what have you. And also the scope of work could be different than they originally anticipated. So maybe originally they thought that they were going to take 20 hours a month on your project or your services and then it ends up doubling and so they're like oh yeah this is actually gonna require more work and more time and so I do need to raise that rate so that's one of the scenarios you could be running into when you're getting this like cheap price right another one is are they just desperate for money? Like right now, and we've got a lot going on in the economy. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people are struggling to keep their current jobs. A lot of people are struggling to get new jobs. There's a lot going on in the economy in general with inflation and things like that. And so some people are willing to bring down their rates thinking it's going to get more clients in. And sometimes it does. A lot of times it does. But what happens is those people actually get burnt out because they're essentially doing so much work that they're working for less than they really need to so if they're charging you $99 for a month but they're spending four five six hours on your project every month then imagine what they're actually getting paid they're not getting paid even a regular contractor's wage they're getting paid like minimum wage or below depending on how much they're having to work on your stuff but because they need that money they will take that sacrifice and they will burn themselves out and that's on them as well. But these are also the relationships you have to be, you know, just cautious about going into where you know, okay, this person might be taking on more than they can handle. And in that type of scenario, maybe that's a situation where if you're a business owner and you can actually afford to pay them what they're worth, maybe that's a scenario if it's a good service provider and you do want to work with them, maybe you start on at like a trial rate and say, okay, we can do this rate. Let's um, revisit in a month or two based on the work that you're doing to make sure we're both good on the work that's being provided, the service that's being provided, as well as the rates being assessed. The reason I say that is you could do that as a business owner. It's usually up to the contractor to do that type of thing because it's more of a safety net for them. But if you really like this service provider and you don't want them to get burnt out and take it out on you and become resentful, then maybe that's something you just put on the table up front even if they don't. Um, It's just good, I think, business conduct. If you notice these things up front and address them and say let's just do you know a couple months up front and see how it works out and then we can adjust later that way you're not tied into any long-term agreement and if for some reason they're so overworked that they can't actually provide the service that you need then you have an out and then they also have a window to where they can raise the rates a little bit like reasonably without them feeling bad or it becoming a whole situation now this isn't on you again as the business owner this would be up to the service provider or the contractor to really state that just something to keep in mind so a lot of times you're not going to be able to tell why something is a really low rate until you talk to the person or until you kind of dissect the situation a little bit more some people some firms right will take your money and outsource to other companies other countries things like that to basically make a profit 
and they don't do the work, someone else does the work. So that's another thing you want to pay attention to is maybe that's something you want to ask. Maybe you don't care. Maybe that's okay to you as long as you get that cheaper rate than everybody else is getting. But remember that if that's the type of situation that's happening, they might not fully know what's happening on your specific account. They probably have multiple accounts like this because this is their system. So they probably have dozens and dozens of accounts where they're just basically taking your money, paying someone else less to do the work, and then turning a profit. So that's one thing to keep an eye out for. Another thing is if they're overseas or if they're in another country, likely they will be cheaper automatically because they know, one, economically, they may not need as much money as, you know, a contractor in your country. So that's one factor. The other factor is risk, right? They know that already they're kind of on that outlier section of contractors where a lot of people don't want to hire overseas because they're a little bit scared of someone else in some other country basically handling their business and so in that case I wouldn't say that necessarily they don't know what they're doing and that's why they're charging less Um, what I would say is that do your homework on them right like if they have references have them give you the references follow up with the references don't just get them from them so if they have a uh, client that is in your country say hey can you give me a good contact for a client that you currently have or previously had that's in my country so I can just kind of gauge the relationship and how that went for them That will help. If they're new and maybe they don't have any references like that, then what you might want to do is try them out at that. The risk isn't super high if they're cheap, right? And try them out, but as a trial contract. So maybe a one to three month initial contract and say, okay, we'll test this out for three months or one month, whatever you feel comfortable with and see how your work goes and see how the communication is and see if it works for both of us. And if it turns out that it's a good deal and they're really good at providing the service to you and communicating with you the way you want them to, then maybe that's the beginning of a long-term relationship that could be good. Another thing you want to think about is to get credentials and to understand the credentials. So in as an example for the bookkeeping industry, a lot of people are QuickBooks certified. What that means is they know how to use the system or they've gone through the little training classes to say, okay, I know how the system functions. What that doesn't mean is they're a good bookkeeper, okay? Bookkeeping, learning and knowing bookkeeping is separate from QuickBooks online certifications. Some of the advanced certifications are better. So like if they have more of like payroll certifications and advanced QuickBooks, they might be a little bit more rigorous in the testing and the training. But in general, just because someone is certified in a system, that doesn't mean they know how to do the job. So double check that they actually have the knowledge to do the job. So right now we're in a economic space and a freelance space where there's a lot of people moving from the corporate world to the freelance world. So you're going to see cheap rates all over the place. You're going to see people almost desperate to get your business. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. 
But because of this climate that we're in economically and with the way, you know, people are starting to try and get away from corporate or at the very least they might have like a side hustle, right? And so they're still in corporate. You want to pay attention to these things. Are they actually knowledgeable about their job? and or their service that they're providing and they just don't know how to price their services that's very possible are they brand new and so maybe they need a shot and maybe you're the person that can give them that that shot but if your situation if your business situation is big you're not going to want to start off with a beginner. You're going to want to start off with someone more experienced. If you're a very small business owner, you're just starting out maybe just a few months in and your business isn't super complex, then you can afford to hire people that are just starting out and might just not have all of the years of experience that someone else would have, which is what you would need if you were in a larger or more complex company. The other thing is, are they in your country? If they're not in your country, do a little bit more of the due diligence, get references, and make sure they know what they're doing. But in any case, it's a good idea to start off with like a two, three month trial contract and see how things go. That way you're not hooked for long term like a 12 month contract or a six month contract even and you can both feel each other out and see if it's going to be a good arrangement that's the best way to really not get scammed is to limit your liability and limit your risk you can do a lot of view only access for things you can um, customize access to certain systems so people can only do certain things in your systems things like that that is what you want to pay attention to and then just control Contractually, you want to limit your liability to maybe only a month or three months. So that way, if you're in it for $99 a month and it turns out it's not a great fit for you, then you can just exit that arrangement pretty easily with no consequences, cut off access, and you're good. Whereas if you were, you know, contracted for 12 months, it's going to be a bit more difficult to get out of that arrangement. And it could result in legal action. So be careful. Understand the contractors that are coming at you. They might not be ripping you off just because they're cheap. They might be desperate. They might be in another country. They might actually be able to provide you with what you need and help you out. And you're being deceived a little bit by this price that they're giving you. So a low rate doesn't always mean bad work or scam. It could just mean bad economy, um, inexperienced contractor, meaning new to freelance world, or inexperienced meaning beginner. It doesn't always mean it's a scam. So... Hopefully this helps someone that's getting all these marketing advertisements and people coming at them with different opportunities. Hopefully this will help to understand where some of those people might be coming from and if it's worth the risk and how you can maybe limit your risk with these relationships and and try it. One of the biggest issues I think we have as a society is that there are so many scams out there that we automatically think if something is low price, it's not worth it or it's a scam. So try to sometimes get out of your comfort zone and not always think that way, but still minimize your risk.